Chase McGrath for the win for the Volunteers. From 40. On the way, a knuckleball. He got it! And here they come. What's going on, everybody? This is Tim's Corner Sports Talk. I'm Heath. I'm here with Steven. You just heard, not Gary Danielson, Brad Nestler. Brad Nestler. The call from CBS. He called the game-winning kick for Tennessee. Steven, we both said it was going to happen, and unfortunately, it did. You know, you and I were the same way because we talked about it. Last week when we recorded on Tuesday, we both picked Tennessee. Yeah. And then as the week progressed... <laughs> Our homers started coming out in us. As the week progressed, we was like, you know what? Tennessee's defense is horrible. Yeah, we're going to shred them. We'll get, I didn't know he was going to shred them, but I, I was like, you know what? We can do it. No, not that I thought we couldn't do it. Even when I picked Tennessee, I just thought we wouldn't. I was like, you know what? Def- their defense is horrible. Our defense gets some stops. I'm going to lean toward Alabama on this one. Because the, the day of, right before the game, in our group message, we both of us picked, we switched to Alabama. We should have stuck to what we said Tuesday. If you didn't watch the game, I don't know why you would not have watched it. If you're a football fan, Alabama lost 52-49. to 49. Where, where, I don't, where do you want to begin? I don't, I don't even know. I say, so let's start here. Let's start with the referees and the officiating. Let's just get it out of the way. I'm not one to make excuses. I was always taught playing sports, growing up, my whole life, you can control what you can control as a player, and you cannot control the officiating. Alabama did not lose Saturday because of the officiating. Plain and simple. Now, let me say this. The officiating was horrible. Very, very bad. Those guys should probably be suspended. They were atrocious. There was – I don't like to say people were cheating, but it was clear that – they had some bias. I mean, but Alabama didn't help yourself. Yeah, they – and, again, like you said, not cheating. Alabama didn't get a lot of the calls Tennessee got. Um, but there will there was some calls that should have been called on Alabama that didn't get called. Uh, there was a pass interference in the end zone where Ja'Cory Brooks kind of acted a little bit and pulled the guy got into it. him yeah. and was called pass interference on Tennessee. Shouldn't have been called. Should have been pass interference on – Alabama, so bad calls both ways. That what I think the whole out of the whole game, the call that confused me the most was the non-targeting call. So, if you watch the game, everybody knows what I'm talking about because it's the most non-call targeting penalty talked about this year. They it happened, the replay happened, and I was like. We take it was like that should be targeting, and then I think it went to commercial. Then it came back, and Brad Nestler was like, "The booth called down and said that we're going to review this for targeting." That's the thing; like, they didn't even initially throw the flag. The booth buzzed down, and said, "Hey, we got to look at this for targeting." I think everybody, even Tennessee fans, you cannot say you were sitting there watching it and was like, "Oh no, they're going to wave this off." I think everybody and their mama and their dead dog was like. Yeah, that's going to be targeting. He's out of the game. They come back. They say there was no targeting. 
And then they even they even got Gene Steratore, who's like a expert official, who's like, well, you know, he came in at an angle and hit him, and it slipped off his helmet and went into the shoulder. I, I didn't know in the rules it said if you come in at an angle and hit the guy in the face. I mean, clearly Bryce's face mask slammed back into his face. Yeah. Like, there was head contact, no doubt about it. Wasn't called. Then there were multiple times in the game where Bryce took a forearm to the to the neck or head while he was throwing it, didn't get called. Yeah. So the officials were horrible all around. Let, let's let's go ahead to close out on the officials. I have a one more one more thing. I do that. <laughs> so the this is the sequence. Tennessee, I think it might have been the first drive of the second half. I can't remember exactly. No, it was in the first half. Was it? It was the first time they turned it over on downs, yeah. Um, Tennessee's driving. They run a play on first down, run a play on second down. It's like third and 13. Then they get uh, Alabama offsides, another Alabama penalty. We'll get more on that here in a minute. Um, Alabama jumps offsides, third and eight. They run it for six yards. Now it's fourth and two. They go for it. They get stuffed. Tennessee walks off the field. Because they know that was fourth down. These officials had to huddle up. They had to have huddled for at least three minutes, four minutes, maybe five minutes. They had to go to video review. They had to go to video. It took them a total of 10 to 15 minutes to determine, was that fourth down? Was that not fourth down? Everybody watching it knew. Everybody in the stadium knew. Tennessee players knew. Their offense knew because they walked off the field like – this crew was a joke. Again, both sides, bad calls on both sides. Uh, they should be suspended for bad calls on both sides. And, and Now, but don't be – I'm an Alabama fan. He's an Alabama fan. The refs did not lose the game for Alabama. The refs were not the reason the receivers were running wide open yeah. all day long. Well, like you said, the refs didn't lose it for Alabama. And there was – so you hit the target and call the call at the end where they called pass interference on Malachi Moore. Yeah, I didn't agree with that one. That that one was really bad. And then the one where they blew the whistle early when Brian Branch stripped the ball, fumbled. To me, it was a quick whistle. But honestly, Alabama is they're 129th out of 131st teams in the country of penalized getting penalized. And yeah. you can bet this before the game, Josh Heupel told the officials. Look at them for pass interference. They're going to be grabbing pass interference. And Bama doesn't get the benefit of the doubt no more. Listen, when you're known, okay, we're going to blame the officials for Texas too because I think we set a, a record under saving for most penalized in it, most penalties we've had in a game yeah. against Texas. So are you going to blame them there too? No, you got to get over it. Twice in I, one year they broke the record. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I did a breakdown. We did eight pre-snap penalties. That has nothing to do with the officials. Yeah. We went false start four times. We did a delay the game twice and offsides twice. That has nothing to do with the officials. That's mental. You're mentally weak. You're not disciplined. We got called for holding four times. We got a block in the back on a kickoff. We got another holding on a kickoff. And we got called for pass interference four times. Yeah. So, I mean, now, I would say the only – there might have been a couple pass interference. I didn't agree I didn't agree with the Moore one, the last one where he intercepted it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people – do the behind angle, and they post a picture of, oh, look, he has his hand on his back. Okay, If you know anything about football, you're allowed to touch the receiver. 
you can touch them. It's whenever you impede them from going up and making the catch. If you look at the play, the guy goes up with both hands. It goes right between his hands, so he just missed the catch. I will say Saban said that they got to get better at timing their swat. Yeah. That's where they get in trouble a lot because when you go to when you go to swat the ball, your hand is going to be around their waist, and when you go to swat, you pull them. Yeah. So if you're it's there a early, thing, yeah. it's a timing thing. They're going to get called. I thought I thought They're more did a good called. job on that. But, again, like he said – not the rest. 17 – you give up the best offense in the country, one of the top teams in the country, 130 free. It's like, here, go ahead and just get 130 yards. And we'll there, just give it to you. And there were some penalties that that didn't get accepted because, like, was like one multiple. of the pass interferences on third down, we had 12 dudes on the field. Yeah. I mean, so what have been doing? 18. So, I got three points. Let's just go in it. We already hit on one. We have no team discipline and mindset. And – I wish I'd have known this before the game. Saban came up after the game and said this. And if you're listening, this is mind-blowing. He said, normally before the game, the team is chanting, getting each other hyped. You know, if you've played sports of any kind, you know, football before the games, you got all your chants, whatever you do. He said, before they walked out of the tunnel, nobody was making a peep. That tells you right there. And Will Anderson came out and said the team had anxiety and they were nervous. That tells you right there, this team's mindset is weak. They were scared. They had anxiety. And when you have anxiety, it doesn't let you play freely. It doesn't let you do things, you know, wide open. Your mind's clogged. I, what? Had anxiety? You can't, and you can't keep saying the same thing after every road game. We had anxiety. We were scared. You cannot keep saying that. You said that after Texas. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, the first road game of the season. Yeah. You come, come on. I mean, what, good. Even yeah, and even though so even in Arkansas they had ten penalties. Here's a th- they scored or not scored seventeen penalties. If you let's just say five of those shouldn't have been called. I don't know. They had fourteen. Didn't they have fourteen against Texas? Fifteen. So fifteen penalties they, against Texas. Ten against Arkansas on the road. Seventeen against Tennessee. Come on, can't can't. I mean, you just can't blame the officials. Yeah, even if you take away five penalties that shouldn't have been called, let's say that shouldn't have been called, that's still 12 penalties. When you have – there was one drive, they had a three and out. They had four penalties on a three-play drive, and most of those were false start, false start, delay game. False start, delay – and then I can't remember, it might have been holding or something. Four penalties on a three-play drive. They had seven penalties in the first ten minutes of the game. Yeah, I think Greg McElroy came out and said, he said, somebody asked him, how do you know a team's not ready to play? And he said, you know a team's not ready to play by pre-snap penalties. We had eight of them. That's atrocious. And by bad tackling. And the tackling was awful. Played very weak. So Yeah, and even, even Saban said, has said this year they got to play with more intensity. There's no intensity. They don't have the dogment like defenses of the past with Ruben Foster, Ruben Foster Mac Wilson, Jonathan Allen, CJ uh, Mosley, CJ Mosley, Deron Payne in the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick, Eddie Jackson, Ronnie Harrison. Quinn. These guys wanted to not not hurt, but you know what I'm saying. Like they were intense. They wanted to Mark dominate. Barrett, Mark Collins. Barrett landing like. These, this team, they've got to develop the dog mentality that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to punish you, play in and play. They've got to get mean. And I'm fake. not saying – got fake tough guys. Yeah, fake dogs. 
Henry Toto. Henry Toto is a fake he's dog. He's a fake dog. I'm glad you said that. He's fake. He's the kind of cat I, he did it to Hendon Hooker, want to get on top of the pile and knee somebody in the head. That's not a dog. A dog is when, hey, the play's going on and you just go bust somebody up. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? You need to get mean. That's not – don't do anything dirty. Don't do anything after the play. Don't do everything within the rules. But the defenses and guys of the past that had great leadership and were dogs, they wanted to rip your head off and dominate you and embarrass you every single play. And this team, I don't know if they have any player – other than I would say Will Anderson, and Will Anderson didn't have a great game against Tennessee, but when you know when you're watching the game as a fan, you, you're not seeing everything. I've watched the game. I know you have watched the highlights and watched the game multiple times since Saturday. Teams are other guys are going to have to step up because Will Anderson it will be double teamed and triple teamed every single pass play, and he did against Tennessee. And so I guess let's go ahead and roll in the defense. You know what's oh my gosh, just ooh. What's so frustrating is they didn't make it didn't look like they made any adjustments whatsoever. Now credit to Tennessee, they did a great job. As as I went back and watched, I noticed a lot of their passing plays, especially deep shots. They had multiple. They had extra blockers. They weren't they weren't just letting their offensive line try to handle Will Anderson and Dallas Turner and all those guys. That's smart. Yeah. On one deep shot, I, I counted seven blockers blocking four guys, you're going to win that 90% of the time. And it was a deep – one of the deep – the 20 touchdowns that they threw to number 11. And my question is, going to some players, is Eli Ricks and Kyrie Jackson so far behind Terry Arn- Arnold that they couldn't just – Let's try him for a quarter or a few plays to see how they do. Is is Terry Arn Arnold so much better than Ricks and Jackson that they didn't want to? I mean, you couldn't really get much worse. No. I think no. You you hit the nail on the head. If you didn't know, I'm just going to tell you this: Alabama gave up 52 points Saturday. That is the most Alabama has given up in a hundred. In 15 years, nobody listening to this podcast has even been alive that long. 115 years. And they didn't even get any pick sixes. They didn't get any scooping scores. Nope. No pump Their return. Their offense no kick scored return. every single one of them. Now, they got some short fields because of a bonehead special teams play. That it's, guy just – he lost his, he lost his mind. That's another mental error. Like, what are you doing? He lost his mind. And I'm going to – I think what happened was he thought. I, I guess he, he thought the play was dead. I think he thought the play was dead because how I guess. he didn't try to jump on the ball like he thought. Yeah, he, he just kind of he just kind of went loft over there and just was going. I think he was going to pick the ball up and hand it to the ref. He had yeah. to have thought the play was dead I, because unless he just bet on the game and bet Tennessee was going to win, you're he lost his mind. Not to even get close to that ball unless it's a fumble, yeah. obviously. And Tennessee did a phenomenal job. They did putting our defense in a very bad situation. Like I said, we were soft. We tackled soft. Tennessee really ran the ball. If you look, they ran the ball down our throat. They ran for like 178 yards. Hendon Hooker was – 
he had a, a good game. He missed some throws. It could have been worse. He missed some touchdowns, basically. Yeah. And they put – basically, they didn't throw to Kool-Aid. If they, you just want to know, they didn't throw Kool-Aid it. had one target. They threw it to him one time. This is what they did. DeMarco Hellams, our safety, they threw it at him seven times. They caught five of them for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Malachi Moore, the adjustment Saban made in the second half – I'm not going to just dog Pete Golden. Saban made this adjustment in the second half because every time we win a championship, nobody says nothing about Pete Golden. They say something about Saban. He put Malachi Moore and thought that was going to help. They threw it to him two times. They caught two passes for 87 yards and a touchdown. Arnold, 5 for 7, 120. No, 5 for 7, 78 yards. Jordan Battle, 2 for 3, 35. Ryan Branch was better, 2 for 4, 14 yards. A touchdown. They basically put their best receiver. They stacked him up. So, you couldn't press him. He got a free release, was running full speed by the time he got to the safeties. The safeties what didn't drop enough. They wasn't deep enough. And we couldn't. Here's what's mind-blowing. You think to yourself, well, if you can't guard them, what do teams do to Alabama? If they can't guard us, what do they do? They're going to just blitz, blitz, blitz. Blitz, 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 baby. They're going to get to Bryce. We had one sack. DJ Dale got a sack. We put no pressure on him. I have no clue what Pete think, Golding and Saban was over there thinking. I think they blitzed only five guys at the most, maybe six a few times. Dorothy, Henry Toa Toa, he blitzes every play. Yeah, well, he never, yeah. never gets there. I mean, what are we doing? I, it's about – offense is about matchups, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because we're still – actually, I guess let's go ahead and roll into offense a little bit. I'm so sick of Bill O'Brien – now, you might say, Alabama scored 49 points. Alabama had 569 yards of total offense. What are you talking about, Bill? Alabama st- had Superman playing yeah. quarterback. What are you talking about, your stick of Bill O'Brien? For those of you listening, Heath knows what it is, but if you're listening, you don't understand. A busted play is when the quarterback takes a snap, receivers run their route, and it doesn't go according to plan. Nobody's open, and he's just having to sit there, sit there, sit there. And then at that point, receivers are just – there's no route. There's just, You're just taught to run to open space. There's just get open space. A busted play is there's nobody open, and your quarterback's got to d- jump around the pocket, run outside, juke somebody, spin around, make a throw. There were way – this whole entire season, especially in t- against Tennessee, way too many – Busted plays, broken plays. Bryce is the reason your offense had 569 total yards. Yeah. Way too against the Tennessee defense that is 80 before the game. I'm sure they're worse now. We're 87th in the country total defense, 120 something in pass defense. And they were missing a starting safety, I believe it was. Yeah, they're catching. So missing a starting person in the secondary. And has one of the worst passing defenses in the country. And they're stopping your receivers and having your quarterback sit there and like you could say all you want about your receiver, our receivers. Yes, they're not as good as they have been in the past. A lot of it is scheme. If you're a good offensive coordinator, you're not it's your job to find mismatches. It's your job to put your players in a position to succeed. It's not always it's as if Bill is like Uh, I'm just going to trust my guy's going to be better than their guy. 
I think he runs such a simple – a lot of times in every game, it looks like the defense knows exactly what we're doing. I think because he runs a basic, simple offense. I even look – let's look at last year real fast. He wasn't good last year. Bryce did the same thing last year, made him look good. Jamison Williams made him look good. The LSU game – and this is what I'm talking about. Bill O'Brien isn't creative, doesn't make adjustments. The LSU game, LSU – was down to third and fourth string defensive backs. That's no exaggeration. They had a lot of injuries. Third and fourth string. We had Jamison Williams that entire game. We had John Mechie that entire game. I think we scored 24 points, 26 points. 20. 20 points. Barely beat a horrible LSU team that was pretty much going man-to-man blitzing all night long because he can't draw up plays to get guys open. Look at Auburn. Jamison Williams goes out early in the game for targeting on a uh, punt return. Could not – we still had we still had everybody else on our offense. Couldn't move the ball. Then we go to national championship. Mechie's out. J-Mo goes out. Couldn't move the ball. Now, a lot of it, we, we was like, oh, these young guys, they just weren't ready. They weren't ready. They didn't know the plays. Well, now it's looking like Bill O'Brien just doesn't know how to call an offense to help his guys get open. Let me ask you this. Mac Jones had one of the best years of the Alabama quarterback ever. If Mac Jones was a quarterback under Bill O'Brien, how do you think he would do? And not not he's not going to run around like Bryce. I don't think I don't think he would do great. I'm not even like I'm not trying to be. I don't think he would do great because Bryce is good at the kind of like a Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Just make it up as you go. And yeah. if you notice, Bryce is changing the play. Pretty much every play, he is checking and changing to something. And I, I saw, I heard a quote this week, and dude, it was so well. Actually, last week, and I wrote it down. It was so good, and it was actually talking about I think Bill O'Brien. It said, well, they were talking about Steve Sarkeesian, and they said the more creative you can be pre-snap means the more vanilla you can be post-snap. And talking about helping your quarterback, talking about if you don't know what that means, basically. When you put guys in motion, and the more you're showing the defense pre-snap means the less you got to do post-snap. So if you're moving guys around, it's why we struggled so much against Auburn when they had Gus Malzahn as their coach and their offensive coordinator because he had so many different things that the defense had to worry about. The defense don't have to worry about anything when they play us. Like that, that listen, we scored 49 points. Well, technically 42 because we got scooping score. Yeah, offense yeah. scored 42. It looks hard. It looks tough. Bryce had to be Superman. Uh, Hendon Hooker, I don't think they had any busted plays. He just sat in the pocket and just picked us apart. Yeah, he there might there might have been one or two yeah, busted he wasn't plays. Running around trying to be Superman or anything. Bill needs to take a lesson from Hypo on how to create matchups. Hypo took our coaches to school. He made matchups after matchups and let his guys, you know, be to the best of their ability. My biggest problem with Bill O'Brien. Is and Nick Saban. I, I just got to continue to say Nick Saban. Nick Saban's got a headset on, and the headset's not on to keep his ears warm. Yeah, he hears what the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator is calling. So we're down. We got the ball, thirty yard line, forty seconds. Tennessee is tie ball game. Tennessee's got two timeouts, two or three. They got two or three. You remember? I think it's two. I think I think I believe it's two. Two or three. Yeah, two or three. Let's just say whatever. Two or three. Yeah, okay, two or three, whatever. Yeah, Instead th- of running the ball and making them use their timeouts and then kicking the kicking the 
either the potentially winning game, winning field goal or missing the field goal with no time left on the clock, guaranteeing yourself the game goes to overtime, Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban decided to throw the ball. And their reasoning was they said Tennessee was blitzing. They felt like Tennessee was going to blitz. Duh, Tennessee is going to blitz. And they said yeah. Tennessee had guys in the box. Duh, Tennessee had guys in the box. Because at that point, if you play Madden, you know this. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to be smart. You know what? If Alabama scored a touchdown there, Tennessee still gets a chance to score. The one thing Tennessee did not want to happen was Alabama kick a field goal or score with no time left. And what did we do? We threw the ball three straight times, three straight incompletions. Tennessee and then and those, Will Rockers. And those plays were... They were atrocious. They just wanted Bryce to be Bryce and just make a play. Whatever. You know, Gibbs did. Gibbs missed the ball. He did. He, he dropped the pass on second down. And I didn't like Saban saying that about him dropping the ball. That's like saying you got a guy in basketball that just dropped 60 and he missed the game-winning shot. And you're going to say, well, if he would have made the shot, we would have won. Well, let me tell you something, Nikki. If, brought, if uh, Gibbs wouldn't have been in the game, you wouldn't even been close to winning the game. I promise you that. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's a different argument. So if you run the ball, you make them use their timeouts. We decided to do nothing. We decided to throw incomplete three straight times. We kick a field goal. Will Riker, I said it last week. He is going through a slump. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He's going through a slump. He's got the yips. Every time he misses, it's from the right hash. Don't know if you knew that. Every time he misses, it's from the right hash. Yeah. He pulls it right. So, and that's another thing. If you run the ball, you know. Have you ever seen, like, other teams, like, when they try to get their – they ask their field goal kicker, where do you want the ball? You run the ball over there and you fall down so the kicker has a dead dead straight kick instead of kicking it yeah. from one hash to the other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, like, they're thinking about that during the game. Anyways, Tennessee gets the ball, 18 seconds. I think it was 15. 15 okay, 15 seconds. It might have been. 15 seconds. It wasn't a lot of time. Two timeouts left. Two. You let them go 50 yards. In two plays. In two plays and kick the game-winning field goal. And I keep saying it. Saban says after the game, we were too soft on defense to let them go 50 yards. That we co- Like, our coverage was too soft and stuff. Saban, you had timeouts. Saban, you heard Golden calling the play. Call a timeout. Tell you guys, hey. We don't want them to get in field goal range. Yeah. The last play before they kick the field goal, and I'm going to let you go. They had the ball at the 50-yard line. Jordan Battle, when the quarterback went to Jordan Battle, was at the 15-yard line. The 15-yard line. Knowing that they just needed to probably get to the 30-yard line or a little bit front. They The receiver runs, hooks it up right there at the 20-yard line. Completion, field goal, ball game. Yeah. See you later. See you, in the, see you in Atlanta. If you're winning by four points, I understand the, the defense they played on that last drive. Yeah, because it because had to score touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Now we can talk. Yes, I think the the last drives, offense and defense, were bad. They only ran the ball on the last drive one time. It was the first play, got stuff. Other times ran it. Like you said, you cannot leave. If Riker's kicking it, he's kicking it. Leaving a big old goose egg on the clock. Where you're guaranteed to go to Guaranteed. It was just some 
it was it was bad. I, I I think I would say the defensive the two defensive calls were worse than the offensive drive to play that far off. Yeah. Uh I don't and dude, I don't oh my gosh. If we're having problems at receiver as far as we know, Tyler Harrell is healthy. As far as we know, Jalen Moody's healthy. Yeah, he should lead, have been on defense. One of our leading tacklers on defense. As far what I don't understand why is Tyler Harrell, even if he doesn't know the entire playbook, put him in for a few plays. So hey, you line up in the slot right here, run a skinny post, run a out, run after up. that play, take him off the field, and then next run. time you put him in, tell him to play. Yeah, I mean, it's, where it Christian Leary? No, he's the uh, he's done. But I'm saying JoJo Earl, JoJo Earl, he had he was on the field maybe a ham, a handful of plays. I think it was like five plays. But my thing on Christian Leary is like, he it's not going to get worse than Burton or Holden with him on the field. Them two guys are working their way out. Why not They're try? Hands on Christian Leary is supposedly one of the fastest guys on the team. Why not just try him a few plays in the slot? Like I said, it's not going to get worse. Now, Bond and uh, Prentice, yeah, I understand why they're ahead of Christian Leary. They're showing. Yeah. But it's it's so frustrating. Like, why are these guys not be not given an opportunity to at least now Burton made one good catch over a guy, but other than that, I mean he Holden dropped, I think it was like second and twenty. Yeah. He dropped one across the middle. Oh my god, yeah, at the goal. Yeah. Um other than there's I'm not gonna say there's no dogs on that team other than Bryce. Gibbs. Gibbs, yeah. And I'll say Will. Everybody's talking about he hadn't had a good season statistically. He's still wreaking havoc. He's just not there, you know, there whenever you have to whenever a defense or offense has to game plan around one specific player on defense, then you know, you're doing your job. It's gotta be Dallas Turner, Braswell, and we don't have in any interior pass rush to step up. And so with all that being said, like really my last point is penalties, discipline, this team's mindset. Defensively, we've made our point. Coaching was not good. Defense was terrible. Bryce, he dude, he played his heart out. Yeah. He he put the Superman cape on. He was great. Him and Gibbs were the offense. Yeah, this team undisciplined were top, you know. One of the worst teams in the country with penalties. With all that being said, I want to look a little positive spin. Alabama has one of these games pretty much every year. Unless it's just a, an atrocious game yeah. where you're just like, this team's trash, this team, this team, this the team. Dynasty's over. And I want to, Mr. Jeff, my father in law, I want to give him props. He is. He was show. He said basically with everything that we said Alabama did wrong, we were right there. We were one or two plays, one or two calls from going our way from winning. The season starts this week. The season starts. I'm tired of the players saying we got to get back to the Alabama standard. You can't say that after every game. 
Yeah, you have you got to eventually do it. You haven't been at the Alabama standard. Eventually, you got to do it. We were one or two plays away from winning in an insane environment. Yeah, probably the craziest environment we're going to play in the rest of the year. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Put a positive spin to have all that go it. wrong. To have seventeen penalties. Got to do it. To have Tennessee offensively play their best game of the season. Yeah. And again, it's not like Tennessee's defense. Oh, they just had a bad game. No, they're. Tennessee's defense has been trash all season and even last season. Atrocious. Um, so, 17 penalties, clock mismanagement, bad calls on the last drive on defense. Hennon Hooker had a Heisman-worthy game. Let me say this about Tennessee. They <laughs> they didn't have the best receiver, their best player on offense. Yeah, they didn't have their best player they on offense. They have a number one draft uh, – a first-round draft pick receiver Yeah, that didn't play. Yeah, so to have – to have everything, if you're Alabama fan, to be positive. To have all that happen, most points given up in 115 years, 17 penalties. Just say you were two plays away. To have all that go wrong, still had a chance to win the game in the end. Congrats to Tennessee. It's been 15 years, 16 years. Yeah, Did, I don't know. They I were like 12 years. They were. <laughs> it's so funny because I knew they were going to tear down the goalpost. But they threw it, I don't know, some river. They threw Apparently it. Apparently, the last, I don't know where that, I saw that they did that before. I'm like, that's just I don't stupid. know. They threw what it in the river, and then the college starts a GoFundMe to raise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a technically GoFundMe, but they were asking for pay for money to help pay for new gold. I saw so there were people ripping up the turf. Yeah, no, yeah, and trying to sell to it. To take it. Yeah. and So they have huge chunks yeah. out of their field <laughs> taken, but they don't care. They won the game. Congrats to Tennessee. Maybe we'll see you again in Atlanta. Got to win it. Oh, you got to beat Georgia. I hope not. Georgia. Come on, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I think they will. I don't, I don't, yeah. In Alabama, you got to get it together. You Again, you can't get back to the standard if you never were there this year. You still have to play on the road at LSU, who you should beat LSU, but you've shown you're horrible on the road. Yeah. That's a rivalry game. That place is always rocking. Ole Miss. At Ole Miss. In st- you know, State this week. Under Mike Leach, we've absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. But, but I think this week will tell a lot. If we if this game is close and we come out sloppy, then this season you can kiss it goodbye. But if we come out and put the hammer on these boys, beat them by 40, I like it. What's it? And, and we'll, we're about to get to Auburn here in a minute. What's even more concerning is Saban coming out before the game leading up saying, I think we've had a good week of practice. we got a good plan in place. I'd, have to see, I'd hate to see what happened if you had a bad week of practice. And a bad plan in place. It's concerning. Um, Bill O'Brien, call up Josh Heupel, learn some offense of how to create mismatches. Just play just, Madden. Just go play yeah. Madden and steal some look, look at Look at Madden. You can, you know, Madden has more creative playbooks than you. Yeah. Go to Kyle Shanahan, take his playbook. That's right. Go do it. So we're going to move on. We've spent enough time talking about Alabama and their disappointment. Uh, Auburn. Auburn lost surprisingly. Not as bad as I thought they were going to. Auburn actually close game. Close game. Uh, Auburn lost to Ole Miss forty-eight to thirty-four. Ole Miss jumped out twenty-one to nothing. I go. I think I, I was took Janessa one to get something to eat. The place we were eating had a TV on. I look up. It's twenty-one to fourteen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, I watched this. I pretty much watched this whole game. Auburn just really started. Like you said, Ole Miss jumped out twenty-one nothing. Auburn started just running the ball down their throat. They brought two tight ends on the field. Ole Miss is very, very small on the defensive side of the ball. 
See what happens when you give Tank Bigsby 20 carries? Yeah, they just started running it down their throat. Ashford played, you know, well, better than he has all year. They gave the ball to Tank. They started running it down their throat. Final score, 48 to 34. 34, So, Auburn did, you know, cover spread. Brian Harson hasn't been fired yet. So, hey, looking good for you, guy. Hey, congratulations. But Ole Miss still undefeated. Got a very tough game coming up. But we're going to do our local shout-out before we take a break. We got a couple local shout-outs this week. Actually, there's a big-time game Friday between Saraland High School at Theodore High School. These two teams are both undefeated. They're, I think they're both 8-0. They're both one in number one and number two in the state in 6A. They're very good teams. They're local. Yeah. Our brothers went to Theodore. Saraland has a – Saraland is loaded with talent. They got a, a sophomore receiver that is committed to Bama, Ryan Williams, I think is his name. Yeah. They're very good. Our next local shout out, Stephen South Alabama, five and one. Five and one. Big time game Thursday night. I'm going. My brother in law, David, hook me up with some tickets. I'll be there. David. Steven. I like the good games. Yeah. I'll have to talk to him about that. They're playing Troy. Huge game, battle for the belt. And Steven, I'll let you hit the last one. Yeah, so this is pretty well for around here, pretty big. I live kind of in the Sims area, so this is big for people around here. MGM, Mary G. Montgomery High School, has not made the playoff in, uh, in high school football in, I think, 17 years. Seven, no, no, actually, 20 years. I think 20 years. Yeah. Their football team has not made a playoff game in 20 years. They close out the season. or they're, they're Not that they hadn't closed out the season, but even this early into the season – only got what a few. They still have a few more games left. I think one more game. Do they? Okay, they, so they, they started zero and four, and they've won five straight. That's right. Um, had a rough start. Was looking like another bad year. Came on strong. They are making the playoffs. MGM, the first time making the playoffs in twenty years. Let's go, MGM. They actually closed the game out against Daphne High School. People around here know Daphne High School. Very good program. They closed the game out on an eight-minute drive. MGM did. Daphne never got the ball Maybe back. Bill O'Brien should call up MGM's offensive coordinator. Run that ball, run that ball. But we're going to take a quick break and kind of try to regain our thoughts and hydrate after that long spill we had about Alabama. We'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? We're back. We're going to look at last week's games and kind of go over there and see what me and Steven got right and what we got wrong. The first one we're going to start with was Penn State at Michigan. I know I had that game. I had Michigan winning. Had a lot closer. I had twenty four to twenty one. Yeah, I had Michigan winning. Uh, they actually thirty one twenty seven. They blew out. They beat the brakes. Penn on State forty one to seventeen. Wasn't Penn State undefeated at that point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So two undefeated teams, forty one to seventeen. Moving to an, another couple teams that were undefeated at the time: Oklahoma State at TCU. TCU won forty three forty, but I'm pretty sure they Oklahoma State jumped out to a, a decent side. Size lead on them, didn't they? Yeah, it was a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. TCU walked them down. I had TCU winning that game. I had TCU winning also, so we got that one right. Yeah, I had the score like 41 38. I was very close. Um, surpri- not surprising that they won. I think we both might have picked them, but surprising that they're undefeated. NC State at Syracuse. Syracuse won 24 to 9. Yeah, now, now, NC State didn't have their quarterback. So, and Syracuse's defense is sneaky good. Yeah, still impressive, though. Yeah, very Still impressive, impressive. to be Syracuse undefeated a, at this Syracuse team. is a basketball school. Yeah. To be undefeated, very impressive. 
Uh, what's the next game? Let, let me do this next game. You got to go ahead. This is your team. I've been disrespected <laughs> by pretty much everybody who listens to this podcast saying, he's Utah, they're trash, you're an idiot. You know what? I, I went out on a limb and said they were a playoff team. They're back in the mix. Utah upset number seven, USC, 43-42. to 42. Utah scores a touchdown with 30 seconds left or so. Their coach, he don't want to go to overtime. Goes for two, gets it. My guy Cam Rising was absolutely phenomenal. He's only a junior. I feel like he's been at Utah for like six years. Yeah, I feel like I saw him yeah. eight years ago playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's been there forever. He's only a junior, so expect him to be back next year and expect them in the playoffs next year. But Utah squeaked that one out. Yeah, so obviously you picked Utah. I picked – I switched to Utah. I thought you see USC was going to beat them, but after looking more, studying more, I did pick Utah. So, I got, I don't – I do not think they're going to make the playoffs. No, I, I did, they're not making the playoffs. However, That's a joke. That's a joke. I did pick Utah. Next game, this surprised me, Mississippi State at Kentucky. I picked Mississippi State to win. I wasn't 100% sure if Will Levis was going to play, but Kentucky pulled it out 27-17. to 17. Yeah, they pulled it out. Uh, Mississippi State, you know, could have been caught looking ahead to Bama. So, yeah, I had Mississippi State winning, too. I definitely got that game wrong. And the last game we picked was LSU at Florida. I had LSU winning. I was high on LSU. Where's my paper? I don't know. Oh, here it is. I had LSU winning 24-21. to 21. I was high on LSU. I'm still high on LSU. LSU won 45-35. to 35. Looks like they got their offense fixed. Yeah, they figured something out, maybe. Apologize um, to Matt. I'm not apologizing. No, apologize Nobody. to him. I told him you'd apologize because you disrespected LSU. What? Have you watched LSU play? There's a reason I disrespected them. They're back. Okay, Matt. What's his last name? Mueller. Mueller? Mueller. Mueller. Matt Mueller. Matt Mueller. I'm sorry, buddy. I disrespected Matt your Tillman, LSU. Actually, Matt Tillman. Matt Tillman. I... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to edit this out. Not really. We're keeping it in. <laughs> Matt Mueller, I apologize for disrespecting your Tigers, your little kittens. They actually they put a whooping on Florida, 45 to 35. The score was they, – they beat them a lot worse than the 10-point show. Yeah. Um, they put a whooping on them at the Swamp. I thought Florida would pull it away at home. They put a whooping on them, 45 to 35. Yeah, I think Florida – they kind of give you a false sense of hope because they, you know, somehow beat Utah at the first game of the year. And then you look, and they had Tennessee. It was like, I think they lost to Tennessee by five. But if you actually watch their games, they're actually getting destroyed. Like, they're just yeah. – they're getting beat, and they're scoring these late touchdowns to make it look a little closer. So, if you're just looking at the scores, you're like, oh, Florida's pretty good. No, they're not. They're not very good. Yeah, uh, did not look good at all. I didn't um, I watch the entire game. I was out at a homecoming. Down, I wasn't at the homecoming. I'm 29 years old. Uh, I was not at a high school homecoming, to be clear. I was just sitting in a car waiting uh, for Ariel and my daughter to get out of a homecoming with her friends. So I was trying to watch it on my phone, and that kind of gave me a headache, so I didn't watch the whole game. Chaperone. Yeah, I really was. Anyway, let's move on to this week's upcoming games, some of the bigger games. We'll start off. uh, We'll get to SEC games here in a minute. Syracuse, number 14, Syracuse, undefeated. At number five, also undefeated, Clemson. Clemson, Syracuse is disrespected. Clemson is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I like Clemson. They're at home. Their quarterback, DJ, he was trash last year. He proved to everybody that 
It doesn't matter. Year to year, you can change. He really worked in the lab. He's gotten better. I trust Dabo, the next coach at Alabama. He's really good. <laughs> Give me Clemson 27-14. to 14. Low scoring game. Both defenses are really good. I got Clemson 27-14. to 14. Yeah, I'm going Clemson also. It would be awesome to see Syracuse pull off the upset. Yeah, it would, yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. Like you said, uh, Clemson's quarterback been playing a lot better. Um, actually, you know, Syracuse's quarterback was the guy that used to be at Mississippi State. Schrader, yeah. Garrett Schrader. Big. He still can't throw. All he does is run is he runs people over. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing for 1,400 yards. <laughs> but he's also throwing. Seven games. Was that 200 yards a game? Hey, he's more than Bryce. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bryce, I don't know if that's more than Bryce. Bryce has missed a couple games. Uh, yeah, I'm going Clemson. Let me. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a score. Let me see. Both good defenses, like you said. But I think Clemson hangs 31 on them. I'm going to go 31-21 Clemson. Our next game we got UCLA, ranked number nine, undefeated, almost upset by South. Should have been. Should have been upset. At number 10, Oregon. Oregon has literally came back from the dead. After getting destroyed by Georgia, 49-3, they have not lost another game. They're ranked number 10. Oregon favored by six over UCLA. Steven, who do you like? I'll tell you who I like first. I like UCLA, 40-37. to I just can't trust Bo Nix. I yeah. told you when they played Georgia, I said Oregon had a chance because of Bo Nix. Good Bo Nix, bad Bo Nix. Seems like in these big games, he's been more bad, Bo Nix. So, uh, give me UCLA. Yeah, and uh, after that almost um, disappointment to, to South Alabama, they have they really turned it on. Like you said, ninth-ranked team in the country. Um, so, I'm going to go UCLA. Again, you know, Bo Nix is hard to trust a lot of times, especially in big games. I'm going UCLA. I'm going to go – I mean, both teams average over 40 points a game. And Oregon's defense has given up almost 30 points a game. I'm going to go UCLA. I'm going to go 45. I still think Oregon puts up 34 points. So, 45-34, UCLA. Yeah, Chip Kelly really turned around, has turned around the UCLA program. Their quarterback, DTR, I feel like he's another one that's been there for like six years as some of these Pac-12 quarterbacks. He's been there a while. He's really good. Give me UCLA. Next game we got number twenty Texas at number eleven Oklahoma State Texas Texas is a six point favorite kind of surprising Steve Sarkeesian has the boys playing well they had a you know kind of a sleeper you know almost got upset last week against Iowa State yeah <clears throat> I feel like they were looking ahead so I like Texas in this game Quinn Ewers mullet man he's that guy they almost upset Alabama Steve Sarkeesian him and Lane. Top two with Alpha Hype one there now. Top three play caller in the country. Give me Texas. Uh, 40, 42 to 31. Yeah, I uh, I try not to. Well, I try to, but I try not to. When I, whenever I've watched Texas games this year or Ole Miss games, I get really mad and frustrated because I see the creativity they have on offense and just how he uses players and that type of stuff. And I'm like, why couldn't you stay? It's like a – you just miss him. You miss Sark. Yeah, you miss I mean, Lincoln. You <laughs> why, why couldn't you just stay and you could have been yeah. the, the coach Just after stay Saban. and be our co- coordinator forever um, until Saban leaves. Uh, but, no, 
Yeah, Texas has really turned it on. Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. They probably beat Bama. Um, and then they're probably undefeated at this point, I'd say. I'm they, sure. They yeah. lost to Bama and then some Texas team they State. shouldn't have lost to. Texas Tech. Um, so, Ewers gives them another dimension. Um, do a little, you know, Ajay Hall and Billingsley that transferred from Bama. I don't think they've done anything so far. Billingsley Texas. may be off suspension now. I think he just got off suspension. Oh, but Ajay Hall is still sitting the bench. I guess – Grass isn't always greener. Are we on sure his he's side. even on the team anymore? I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I don't think he is. We don't. We're, we're not fancy. We don't have like iMac or Mac computers sitting in front of us to Google stuff as we do the show. We'll get there one day. If you want to message us uh, some money, <laughs> we'll give you a, a shout out. That's a joke. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Texas. Anyway, I have Texas beating Oklahoma State. Um, I think in Oklahoma State undefeated. No, TCU beat them. That's right. We just talked about that. TCU beat them. Very good team, but I have Texas pulling it out 38-35. to 35. Very well. So, um, we're both really high on Texas. I think we both had them like dark horse playoff team. Uh, let's see. Kansas State, number 17 at number 8. Undefeated TCU. TCU only a three-and-a-half point favorite. TCU's got a really good quarterback, Max McDougan. Eh, he's okay. Their receiver, Johnson, he's a beast. You know, they came all the way back and beat Oklahoma State last week. The thing I think about, when does their luck dry up? When does it – when do they stop getting lucky? So, I think I'm going to go out on a limb. Actually, no, I'm not. Give me TCU. I like TCU 34-31. You can't trust Kansas State. I just thought about that. Yeah, uh – I think TCU at home, they've undefeated. They're averaging 45 points a game. Kansas State's only averaging 28 points a game. Yeah. Uh, they're all, but Kansas State's allowing 16 points a game. TCU's allowing 26. You know, I think typically, as we saw against Bama, and typically always see great offense versus great defense. Most of the time, offense is going to win out because the, the, the game is just set up to benefit the offense, all the rules are set up For to sure. benefit the offense. Everything is to benefit the offense. So, typically, great offense beats good defense or great defense 90% of the time, I'd say. Uh, so, I'm going TCU 42. I still think because TCU's defense isn't great. I want to say Kansas State puts, I'll say 31 on them. So, 42-31 TCU. Our next game, Texas A&M at South Carolina. A&M, three-and-a-half-point favorite. This game is really, you know, this game could go either way. Both of these teams are not very good. Yeah, which surprisingly, South Carolina is four and two. Yeah, but their schedule is atrocious. Yeah, they did beat Kentucky without Will Levis. Spencer Rattler hasn't been as good as everybody thought he was going to be. Who's their two losses to? Georgia. Uh, I know Georgia beat Georgia and the Missouri upset them. Nah, we'll look it up later. You look it up, I'll talk about them. Uh, it also, I don't know if – it's hard to pick Texas A&M because you don't know who's playing quarterback. I, I don't know if it matters. Our offense hasn't been good the whole year. But one thing that they do have is a great defense. One of the best defenses in the country. They create turnovers. Alabama knows that. <laughs> um, they create turnovers. That gives their offense short fields. Or they even, whether it's interception, fumble, whatever – take it and score a touchdown. So, 
I think A&M wins this because of their defense, not because of their offense, but I do think it's a low-scoring game because um, A&M barely puts up 17 points a game on offense. So I'm going to go Texas A&M in a very, very low-scoring game. I think maybe they get a special teams or a scoop and score or short field. So I'm going to go 24 – I go 24-17, Texas A&M. South Carolina has lost to Arkansas and Georgia. Yeah. So, I don't trust Spencer Rattler and South Carolina's quarterback, but you really just you can't trust A&M's offense either. They did score 24 against Bama, but they had a bunch of turnovers. Low-scoring game. I got A&M 20-17. This game could go either way, but I, I, I guess give me Jimbo. If if – if A&M loses to South Carolina, Jimbo's on the hot seat, and he may get fired. I don't know about that. After, have the to, season, after the season. Well, they'd still have to pay him like $80 million to Dude, buy, if you're, get if you're fired. Paying, if you're paying your freshman coming in $40 million, and y'all, what, are That's they true. even going to make a bowl game? I mean, they've lost, what, three games? Three games, yeah. They haven't played LSU yet. Not yet. They haven't played Ole Miss. They haven't played Ole Miss either. I mean, they're looking at 6-6 six and six if they lose this. Um, I don't think they'll get fired, but we'll see. Next game, number seven, Ole Miss, undefeated at LSU. Not ranked, but they are five and two on the season. Look very good against Florida. LSU's actually favored one and a half by one and a half points. This game is so tough. My this game, man, this is probably the hardest game to pick this week. I think LSU figured something out. And I desperately want Ole Miss to lose because that would help Alabama when they play. Because I want Ole Miss to not be undefeated when we play them late in November. So, this could be my upset alert. LSU. I got LSU winning. I think they figured something out offensively. Uh, Boutte, the receiver, had his best game. They threw it all over Florida. Made him look bad. This game is at Death Valley. 2.30 kickoff, CBS. Ole Miss didn't look great against Auburn. If Auburn can score 34 points against your defense, it kind of gives me some reason to pause. Ole Miss really runs the ball well. Lane Kiffin, best play caller they got, you know, in the one of the best in the country. But I like, I like LSU here. Uh, let's see. Give me LSU. I got a more of a high-scoring game. LSU 42 to 38 LSU. Yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, uh, when's the last time Ole Miss has been undefeated? This is their this, this is their late, longest win. Late, late this longest. Season. This is I think longest. No, actually, I don't know. It's it's they won a national championship a bunch of years ago. It had to be over fifty years. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, this is hard. It's very hard. It's, it's, it's the hardest it's, game. I mean, it's, we at, LSU, it's yeah. at LSU. Place is going to be rocking. Again, they're a sneaky 5-2 and two right now. Coming into the kind of the meat of their schedule, I would say. Do it. I disrespected them. Matt Muller, Mueller, Matt Tillman, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I'm going to pick LSU. So, what? don't disappoint me. 
So this is our upset alert right here. I think this is our upset alert. We call Tennessee at Bama. Are we going to call another top 10 upset right here? I think we will. On the road, top 10 team on the road. I'm going to say a shootout. I'm going to say they get close to Alabama's score, but not quite. 48. I don't know, because Ole Miss this year more so has run the ball a lot more. So that kind of drains the clock. They're a running team. So I don't know. It might not be that high scoring. I'm going to go a little bit lower, still high scoring. They get into the 30s, but it's going to be 38 to 35 LSU. Low score, or not low scoring, but a very close game. And I think the reason this game is very hard for me and Steven, I think Auburn may have showed the rest of the country something that you can just run the ball right at them. And I know LSU is not very great at running the ball, but Jaden Daniels can run the ball. And he's going to throw and got a bunch of weapons. And I do not trust Jackson Dart, Ole Miss's quarterback. He's young. He just makes a bunch of mistakes. Lane Kiffin can really dial it up. They can run the ball great. I would not be surprised at all if Ole Miss wins this game, but I really do think LSU figured something out. So that's why we're both going LSU upset alert. Book it. Final game of the night. Well, of the that we're going to pick. Yeah. Mississippi State, number 24, at number six, Alabama. Alabama is a 21-point favorite. It's just hard to pick also because, again, you don't know how they're going to respond. Um, in years past, I would say they're going to obliterate the team after the, whoever if they lose a game, whoever they play after they lose, they're about to kill that team. But like we talked about, this team doesn't have any dogs on it. They don't have any, I'm going to destroy my opponent on it. Or not very many, if any, maybe three or four at the most. They have a bunch of little Dotsons, a bunch of little puppies. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know what team you're going to get, so it's hard to pick. Um, Will Rogers is a very good quarterback. Very good. But Mike Leach's offense hasn't had any success against Alabama since he's been at Mississippi State. Um, so it seems like maybe Alabama has it figured out. Um, Bryce Young's still going to do what Bryce Young does. Jameer Gibbs is going to do what Gibbs does. The receivers will do what they do, which isn't much. Um, but I still got Alabama. Uh, I think they, I think it's under the spread. I, I'm going to say not much. I still think they beat them by double digits, but I'm going to say Alabama puts up 38 and I'm going to say 38, say 38, 28. I'm going to say it's a 10 point game. So it all comes down to mindset. What Alabama team are we going to get? Or we're going to get the Alabama team of a couple of years ago when we lost. We came out, and I think we beat Mississippi State something like 52-3. to three, Something like that. What team are we going to get? Our defense typically does really well against a Mike Leach team. We play a lot of zone. But uh, I I did this. I did a little research because after Hendon Hooker destroyed us. And I, I think he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I was like, because I remember – Every time we play a good quarterback, it seems like we get destroyed. So, I'm like, what is going on here? The last seven NFL quarterbacks we've played, I'm going to name them, Hendon Hooker, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, twice. I'm going to give you some stats here, Stephen. Let me let me hear them. We've given up to them 402 yards total for them. They've gotten 402 yards. Average per game. Average per game. They've thrown 23 touchdowns. 
two picks. 94.2 QBR scale from 0 to 100. That's phenomenal. Yep. And they're average 40 points a game. And these games are all huge games. So, moral of the story is, anytime Saban goes up against a good an NFL caliber quarterback, we get shredded. I don't think Will Rogers is on that level. I don't trust Mike Leach. They got a good defense. Give me Bama 38-10. I think this team, led by Bryce Young, will bounce back this week. I'm not – I think the woes – if this game was on the road, I wouldn't like Bama. I would still think they were going to win. I think it would be closer. Yeah. But since it's at home, give me Bama 38-10. This game sets the tone for the rest of the season. Yeah. This game will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, if, and that's the thing that's hard, so hard to pick. I'm picking this because I think they come off, like we talked about, they don't they don't have the guys they've had in the past, so I think they don't bounce back as fast. But if I knew they were going to bounce back like in the past, I'd pick 42 to 17, 42 to 14, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get good Bama. We're both Bama fans. We just want them to do good. Send us your thoughts about what you thought about the game. We did put a question on Instagram. Let us know what you thought. Some people said they're mentally – Bama wasn't there. Another guy said, quit making excuses about the officiating. They lost fair and square. And then I forgot we had one more thought. Uh, I think it was about defensively we were trying. Yeah, just de- – yeah, and we agreed with all that. Um, can't blame the officials. Horrible calls. Yeah. They should be suspended for calls on both teams. Um, but not the rest fault. Obviously, mental errors we talked about. The guy just trotting over there like he's going to get a sandwich or something, picking up the ball on a punt. Uh, special teams has not been good all year. Special teams. Uh, but they got to figure it out. All that being said, don't forget to follow us. Instagram, Tim's Corner Sports Talk. Twitter, Tim's Corner Sports Talk. Email us with your questions, <laughs> concern. Hey, listen to us on Apple, Apple or Spotify. Give us a follow or review. Give us some questions if you got any questions. Let us know what you want to talk about. We love you. Can't wait to talk next week, hopefully after an Alabama victory. See ya. See ya.